yeah, so I have a series that I'm working on in the exhibit called Welcome Home. And it's exploring just kind of um, how important it is in the Black queer community to have each other and hold each other down. Um, I wouldn't be where I am without the other uh, Black, queer, non-binary, trans people um, that are within my community. And it helps to, it's just um, kind of telling our story on who we find solace with and who has our back um, and being able to have a safe space of love and celebration where we can be free within ourselves and free with the people that we care about. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, and I'm so happy you came by. The Queerly Black Show aims to normalize the everyday existence of Black, LGBTQIA plus individuals through an interview-style series with regular folks like you and me. So every week, a new guest shares their story and unique perspective on their existence as an LGBTQIA plus individual. Thank you for tuning in, and make sure you subscribe, download, set your reminders to the podcast so you never miss an episode. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Quirly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley, joined today by a very special guest. We got Liam in the building. Liam, tell the people about yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Liam Woods. I am a Black non-binary photographer here based in Los Angeles, pronouns they, them. And yeah, I'm just very happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'm glad to have you. And we're going to get into your story. We're going to get into your artwork get all into your business a little bit here. Yeah. First question I always ask is when did, so just to back up one, one um, mm-hmm. step, you are transgender, non-binary, correct? Yes. Okay. And so walk, just give like a little summary of what that means. Mm, so for me, everyone's journey is different. Um, So I can only speak on my experience, how it is to be non-binary. For me, I don't really um, associate with any gender. Uh, I see kind of myself outside of those boundaries and limits um, within our community and our world. And my awakening with that, even though I didn't have the vocabulary for it at that age, I was a huge anime fan growing up. I watched a lot of like Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, um, Yu Yu Hakusho, those kind of things. And it was the first time on television that I could kind of see the nuance in characters was something that, um, I don't know, I just really felt for me, it was when I watched Sailor Moon and I saw Sailor Uranus. They were the first gender fluid, non-binary character I'd ever seen on television and the way that I saw their story navigated it just kind of like had that aha moment like oh I I think this is like where I am because I was just at this weird part in my life at like six eight years old where I would explore a lot of things with my fashion and style and just understanding like who I was as a person. And I felt really seen by their character and just felt really understood. And even though I didn't really know what that meant back then, it just had this like click for me and following their story throughout the years, growing up and being raised on anime just really helped for me to just navigate 
who I am and my identity within that. Yeah. So talk about, mm-hmm. so since you, mm-hmm. since we're talking about those characters, I got to ask, what was some of the wildest fashion choices? Cause those I'm thinking about like the studded belts, the the uh the 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 hair like the really really spikes like the yeah. hard gel hairstyles how far did you take it oh my god I did a little bit of everything you know I had like the crazy like colored patterns I was big into patterns like the rainbow checkers and the uh vintage jackets I always love to play with different hairstyles my mom is a hairstylist I come from like three generations of hairstylists so it was really fun, like getting to be her guinea pig and being able to explore different things. She really um, helped give a space for me at a young age to express myself, even though, uh, you know, we grew up in the church. I'm a pastor's kid, Southern Baptist in North Carolina. So very, very traditional. He came from the South. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In the South, North Cackalack—they mm, <laughs> call it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, it had its ups and downs, but my mom was there for me to really help me, like explore my creativity. Since that side of my family was a lot of, you know, different creatives, and even though um, they n- might not be queer themselves, they were very much like surrounded by the scene because of the arts and you know the '70s and the '80s. So she was really supportive in that journey. That's awesome. Um, When did you move to LA? I moved to LA last year. Um, I've been a little bit of everywhere. Grew up in North Carolina. I got my journalism degree at Hampton University. Go Pirates. Um, (laughs) Um, In Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Ate you over here. I just oh my god! <laughs> oh, don't get it started. Yeah, I had to go ahead. Yeah, don't get down now. All right, Liam, <laughs> keep it cool now. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm just happy to be a part of like an HBCU and not try and get into all that. But it it was it was a fun experience. I did actually go to Howard for my um what was it those college trips they take you on in high school stores yeah 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 so that was uh one of the first choices that we went to and I didn't go because I'm homesick and it was too far away oh yeah because Hampton's closer to North Carolina yeah I'm a mama's boy so you know Virginia is a cute little drive yeah Mm -hmm. go back and forth with family (laughs) yeah for sure I I understand that so I'll give you a pass (laughs) on your choice We'll, yeah. we'll we'll move away from the subject. <laughs> um, talk about your transgender journey, you know, just kind of like some of the high points, um, you know, kind of in, in, in the journey, whether it be from, you know, understanding that, you know, understanding your, how you, how you identify to some of the conversations you had um, to like some of the first, you know, uh, choices that you made to express yourself in a more comfortable way. Um, just kind of talk, talk to that journey. Yeah, so even though I had my mom uh, with me through that, it was just still like really hard growing up in North Carolina that way, you know, people don't really understand that, nor did they want to. And even if you were just like gay or queer or questioning or anything, it really had to be like kept a secret almost. I went to 
you know, Christian private schools that had very traditional values. And so it was really hard for me. So, you know, making friends and whatnot, that was kind of like, you know, kind of kept on the down low, you know, with my girlfriends and whatnot. So we didn't really have the freedom to express ourselves the way we did. So a lot of things were like in private and you know, one of my girlfriends went to another school. So we would have these cute little love letters that we would write to each other in secret and um, keep our kind of relationship like that. And I was just kind of was just very nervous with my upbringing because when people did find out, um, it wasn't me being able to talk about my own journey. It was someone who kind of, um, a teacher who saw something and wanted to report it. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of just made like a whole like mess (laughs) after. And so, you know, kids treated me different. I didn't really, my friends, you know, kind of looked at me different. I didn't really get to have the support that I wanted. So I kept a lot of that in and just dealt with, you know, a lot of bullying, a lot of violence, a lot of just, yeah just stupid stuff. So that really um, made me feel afraid to really just talk about it out loud until I was able, um, as an adult, like at 26, I'm 30 now, but 26 was the time where I finally, as I was traveling and, you know, got out of college, got to explore different cities. I lived in Hawaii for um, a year doing some work out there. And that was the first time that I got to meet other trans and non-binary people like me. So through that being able, yeah. So being able to be a part of the community out there in Hawaii really helped me to finally find my freedom and my voice and not be as afraid to hide my identity and just really um, feel great and feel seen. It was a very wonderful, wholesome energy that I got to experience out there where people really had my back. And then um, from that, I went there to Portland and I was staying with a friend out there for a while, trying to get on my feet, was going through some hard times. So they helped to house me and they're also non-binary. Their name is Nora. And uh, shout out to Nora. Nora. Yeah. <laughs> Nora. Nora. Nora is amazing. Nora really had my back through a lot of things that I was going through with my mental health. We both have borderline personality disorder. And that was kind of like my first time kind of going through that and understanding what that meant. And them being, you know, a well-seasoned veteran, they helped me with group therapy, um, just a lot of really great support to help me get me back on my feet again. And in Portland, the uh, trans and non-binary scene is huge out there. So I really got to um, make even more friends, make an even bigger community, be able to express my art further and try new avenues with them and it was just a really great experience that I needed to help with my healing and um through that they just really helped me to just step out on my own finally be my own person um 
you know, start talk about transitioning and whatnot, still kind of like a long process, but you know, we're getting there. Mm -hmm. And um, it was, it was really, really great. And then I went from Portland here in LA now doing my work. Um, And just with everything that just like is like going on in the world with, you know, all of the bills that are out, all the anti-trans laws, and just everything that we see in the media, just every time I see headlines or whatnot, you know, it was just really, really heartbreaking with all of the violence and all of the death and not really getting to see our stories for all the joy that we have too. So I've started this, um, it's my first photo book called Butterflies, uh, Navigating the Trans and Non-Binary Experience. And what I really wanted to do with that book is just see like firsthand um, all just the wonderful things that are a part of it and just really celebrate that joy and that light that we have and vibrancy. And it's really helped me to um, just keep building a really great uh, friendship and community with people, um, getting a lot of great feedback with how people are seeing people are feeling seen within these stories and um, really just exploring all the rich diversity that we have because you know when I do see it still very white and um, when it comes to telling trans stories if we do and I really got to meet so many amazing people out in Los Angeles and see like the South Asian trans culture and um their stories with, you know, being Punjabi and um, other Black trans masculine people, other uh, Latino trans women, just really, it's just been really, really amazing um, seeing how many of us are really out there because being in North Carolina, you're just in this like small, really tight box. You feel like you're the only one on this. Yeah. You're just like like, the only one. Yeah. No. And it's just like wrong with me. Like what's going on. Am I the only person like this? And um, doing this project has really been um, inspiring and uplifting for me to really show um, just how many of us are out there and how many just rich, incredible stories that um, can be told to the public and people who are, you know, exploring that for the first time themselves, like I did as a small kid, being able to see that and be like, oh, you know, I can have a life outside of the one that people put me in. And then there is a possibility and that I can find freedom in this and being able to express myself the way that I want to and see fit. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I love that. And it sounds like, you know, your process was kind of you know, uh, uh, one yeah, of a lot of different yeah. changes, a lot of different, yeah. and you picked up different things along the way, like, you know, in Hawaii, picking up community and in Portland, more community, but more um, identity and like uh, very specific. Um, and then now it sounds like the LA move is more to highlight the work, like specifically. Yeah. Um, what does it mean to you? You know, obviously Waco has this um, very specialized, um, for highlighting black and queer work, um, what does it mean to you for there to be space held specifically for black and queer folks? You know, it, it means the world because not all of us have this luxury, you know, um, 
I was reading in the news how Uganda now has passed this bill where if anyone finds out that you're queer or trans or non-binary or anything on that spectrum, it's an automatic death penalty. People are forced to, you know, report you, you go to prison and it is just, it just blows my mind that, you know, in 2023, we're still here. And then especially, you know, with black people and all of our history and everything that we went through that you want to do this to another, you know, marginalized community after all of our history through the centuries with colonialism and slavery and death, that this is where you want to navigate. <laughs> and um, so, you know, just seeing that and things like that, um, I'm just lucky to just be in a space where, you know, things still go down in LA, you know, it's yeah, not 100%. all sunshine mm -hmm. and rainbows. Yeah. We still have a lot of things going on, but I'm really blessed to that um, Tina Knowles and Janelle uh, gave us the opportunity to be able to express our stories, be able to connect with under, other individuals who may be going through the same thing or people um, who come from different backgrounds were able to connect and um, learn all these different amazing things about ourselves. And it's just been a really incredible journey. Yeah. Uh, talk about some of the work that you have in the exhibit. Yeah. So I have a series that I'm working on in the exhibit called Welcome Home. And it's exploring just kind of um, how important it is in the Black queer community to have each other and hold each other down. Um, I wouldn't be where I am without the other uh, Black queer, non-binary trans people um, that are within my community. And it helps to, it's just um, kind of telling our story on who we find solace with and who has our back um, and being able to have a safe space of love and celebration where we can be free within ourselves and free with the people that we care about. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. I love that. Um, awesome. Well, one more question I have for you. Um, mm -hmm. What advice would you have for someone who may be going through their own, whether it be transition, whether it's a life transition, um, whether it's figuring themselves, figuring out their identity or themselves in the, from a queer perspective, what advice would you have for them? Ooh. Take a deep breath. That's the first yeah. piece. <laughs> My advice to um, queer people who are finding themselves, um, do what you can with the resources that you have. You know, for me, it was finding it through entertainment and storytelling with um, different actors or cartoon characters where I felt seen within myself. Um, being able to just, you know, go for the ride on that journey, um, being able to rely on community where you can, whether, you know, it's a friend, it's a family member, or someone that you've connected with on social media, um, finding those communities online, you know, through Instagram or Twitter can be a really great start. Um, and yeah. 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 No, that's awesome. That's awesome. I think you know, we need uh, advice and um, pointers at every 
every point in this journey, right? It's like, yeah. if you start with what you have, you can probably figure out the rest, yeah, you know? So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that. Well, thank you so much, Lynn, for coming and sharing your story. Um, best wishes to you with everything that you do. Um, and yeah, man, y'all already know this is another episode of the Queerly Black Show. I'm your host, Ashley. I'm gonna catch y'all on the next one. Peace. Bye, y'all. Uh... <laughs>